Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I'm your host, Bill Yankovi, and this is a big weekend in the world of professional wrestling, as this Sunday is Double or Nothing 2022, and a little later on in the show, myself and Jim Boy Star, we are going to preview double or nothing we're going to talk about the entire card and everything it is over an hour long so i hope you guys have reserved some time to listen to our conversation about this sunday's double or nothing event but before we get to that i do want to bring up a couple pieces of news to discuss and the first one is uh, happy news because yesterday Charlotte Flair and Andrade finally tied the knot. They uh, got married yesterday in Mexico and congratulations to both Charlotte and Andrade on their marriage. Uh, hopefully a long, happy, wonderful marriage for both Charlotte Flair and Andrade. WWE news, and this, I think, is the big story of the week for WWE, and this is one of those odd situations that very rarely happens to WWE, if ever. So, the next event, the next pay-per-view, pardon me, premium live event that WWE is going to be doing after Hell in a Cell is Money in the Bank. And Money in the Bank is still scheduled for July the 2nd, and it's still going to be held in Las Vegas. However, the location in Las Vegas has now been changed. See, the event was originally going to take place in uh, Alliance Stadium, which is the home of the Las Vegas Raiders. Or Allegiant Stadium, pardon me. However, because ticket sales have not done well in this giant football stadium for money in the bank... They have decided we're going to change the entire, we're going to change the building. And they can't go to the first choice, which is the T-Mobile Arena, which is being used the same day, the same night, as UFC 276. Almost said 256, but it's 276. So they can't go to T-Mobile. They're instead going to the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Nothing bad about the MGM Grand Garden Arena. It's just... It isn't as used much as I think it has in the past. Because... Remember when WCW used to have Halloween Havoc for like three, four years in a row? In that venue? They... Like... Used that venue. There had been some big fights there as well. So what WWE is doing is they are going to give refunds to 
everyone who bought a ticket to the event at Allegiant Stadium. They're going to do a whole new sale of the of the tickets for MGM Grand Garden. I want to say real, real soon. It, it's going to be pretty soon. Um, now, the only other time that a WWE pay-per-view had ever had to change venues was WrestleMania 7. And that was... Be- well, the, the true story could be so many things. Um, WWE's version is there was a terrorist threat on Sergeant Slaughter and his family. Um... Others say that, you know, ticket sales were down, which that one I kind of see more of being the real reason than, like, security reason. So, but, yeah, to have this happen and the pay-per-view is just a month away. Like, it is a month and a few days away. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not the best sign for WWE. Plus, and I want to say this. Why would you do money in the bank in a football stadium? WrestleMania, I understand. SummerSlam, I understand. Royal Rumble, I understand. Money in the bank, though? Not so sure about that decision. But but it's going to go to the MGM Grand Garden Arena instead of Allegiant Stadium. The date is still the same. Saturday, July the 2nd for Money in the Bank 2022. Uh, the other story with WWE this week is, well, according to multiple reports, the brand split is done. As the case... Last night on SmackDown, there were a bunch of Raw wrestlers on SmackDown. And as we've seen over the last several weeks, SmackDown wrestlers have been on Monday Night Raw. Even though they have not officially said that the brand split is over, it's pretty much over for the time being. And I don't know if this makes... Fox upset, if this makes USA Network upset, if it makes both upset, if it makes none upset, and to be honest, I really don't care, because I think we're kind of past the point now where we're kind of done with the brand split, we really don't need it at this point in time, and um, we can just move on with our lives and see how WWE continues to make record profit when the product is absolutely a piece of garbage. But, you know, it it is what it is, and um, the world's going to be fine. WWE's going to make more money and go to Saudi Arabia, you know, to get blood money from the crown prince of Saudi Arabia and all that stuff. You know, I could just ramble on about that. Okay, so... One other thing I do want to discuss before we segue to the picks is the best of the Super Juniors. I misjudged my timing 
on recording today's episode. This this episode's actually being recorded on a Saturday instead of the usual Friday, because yesterday uh, we were under a lot of weather-related watches here. Uh, we had a tornado watch yesterday until two o'clock. We had a thunderstorm warning, and we also had a flood watch. But you know, thankfully. Um, you know, nothing terrible happened, nothing destructive happened, and, uh, everybody's fine, everybody's good, and, you know, we're all safe and healthy and happy. Now, I want to give you, uh, the current standings for both Block A and Block B as we head into the final week. The show is going on right now, but, um... It's not, you know, like, on, honestly, the, you know, it's not going to be updated on Wikipedia, so. Here's the current updated standings. Block A. Ace Austin is in first place in Block A with 10 points. The current X Division champion at 10 points, leading Block A. Followed by a two-way tie for second, Alex Zane and Taiji Ishimori, each at 8 points. Then in the middle of the pack... Yo, Clark Connors, Hiromu Takahashi, and Sho are at 6 points. Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Francisco Akira are at 4 points. And Rasuke Taguchi, surprisingly, at the bottom of the pack with 2 points. So, uh, Taguchi is pretty much done, and Kanemaru and Akira are pretty much done. Meanwhile, in Block B, it is a completely different story, as we have a three-way tie for first, that is, as of this recording, El Desperado, El Lindaman, and El Fantasmo, each with eight points, and then, in the middle of the pack, Robbie Eagles, Bushi, Doki, Wheeler Yuta, and TJP each have a shot with six points, Master Wado, Barely has a shot at four points, and Teton has two points. He is mathematically eliminated from the tournament. Now, besides today, there are two more shows this week. There's a show on Sunday and a show on Tuesday. Both of those shows are going to be tournament matches. All of Block A, all of Block B. After this Tuesday... We're going to know the finalists for the Best of the Super Juniors, and the finals of the Best of the Super Juniors will take place this coming Friday in Budokan, in Tokyo, Japan, and we will find out who truly is the Best of the Super Juniors. And the way the standings are, the way the standings are at this point in time, it's pretty much anybody's guess as far as who's going to win the blocks and who's going to win the entire tournament. Um, It is very much still up in the air, and I think we're going to be in for a very fun conclusion to the best of the Super Juniors tournament. So we'll be very interesting to see how it all ends. Okay, so... That's going to do it for this portion of the show. Um, Me talking about some of the wrestling news. So I'm going to go into the usual plugs. You guys can 
If you have any questions or comments, write an email, wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. And if you have a question or if you have a comment and you want it read on the show, just send me an email. I will read your email on the program. That is wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. Um, also, uh, follow us on Twitter, Wrestling Show 11. You can follow us on Instagram at That Wrestling Show and join our Facebook group, That Wrestling Show fan group. It is growing more and more by the day, by the week. We're over 500 members. It is truly astounding how many people we have on our group. Uh, a couple of quick plugs here. Check out Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where I watch and review each and every South Park episode. This week, I review the season 15 episode 1%. That is this week on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. And check out Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. We are currently ranked in the top 100 on Apple Podcasts in the video game category in Portugal right now. Myself and Jim Boy Star, this season we are discussing Kingdom Hearts 2. And a new episode is going to be up this weekend. And we are very close, actually, to the midway point. We're almost to the mid-season finale. Uh, let me... I want to say we're like four episodes... Yeah, like four or five episodes left to go before we go on a, on, on a hiatus, on a break, for this part of season three of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Okay, next week on the show, and I don't want to forget this before we get to my conversation with Jim, it's going to be a birthday celebration. We're going to have a big birthday celebration right here next week on that wrestling show because it's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's it's my birthday. So next week we're going to have a lot of fun going to review AEW's Double or Nothing plus going to preview the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view event which is coming up next Sunday. And I think there's an In Your House or well it isn't In Your House but we have an NXT event as well. Uh, the preview as well. So there's two shows that are going to be previewed. There's going to be a show reviewed next week. Uh, a lot of fun stuff happening for my birthday. I don't know. This just seemed, uh, you know, it kind of timed itself perfectly. And before before I leave, I do want to make an announcement right now. And this is going to be a fun announcement. Earlier this year... Uh, myself, along with Josiah and Brian, we did an entire episode dedicated to Ring of Honor because it was Ring of Honor's 20th anniversary. Well, in three weeks, we are going to do an entire episode dedicated to Impact Wrestling as they are going to be celebrating their 20th anniversary and I am currently looking for people to join me for that episode if you are interested in joining me for the episode um, you can leave me 
an email, wrestlingman at thatwrestlingshow.com. You can leave me a message on Twitter at House of Bill. Or you could send, you know, you could do something on Facebook, say, hey, I want to be part of this. This sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'm always it open for people to join to discuss the history of Impact Wrestling. Go through the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs of this promotion and what the future may hold for Impact Wrestling. Alright, so... On that note, everybody have a good, safe Memorial Day weekend. It is the unofficial beginning of summer. Uh, If you're going out, have fun. Please be safe. Uh, Enjoy the barbecues. Enjoy the pool. Enjoy the outdoors. And when you're done, come back here next week. Because you have an invitation to my birthday party right here next week. On that wrestling show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. And as always, wrestle on. And right now, let's go to Jim Boy Star and, well, me to discuss AEW's Double or Nothing. Hello, everyone, and hope you guys are enjoying your Memorial Day weekend. And what would Memorial Day weekend be without AEW Double or Nothing? Well, that's what we're going to be discussing here. And what I mean by we, it's going to be myself and my guest at this time, Jim Boy Star. All right, here we go, Double or Nothing. I it, This recording almost didn't happen, if I'm honest with you. Okay. We did this at a very late time. I wasn't sure what I was doing. Um you know, like, usually we kind of set it up like, oh, it'll be, you know, this day during next week. But this was kind of a spur of the moment. In fact, I thought you had already recorded your show. And I was like, let me throw it out there. Well, I mean, to be honest, at the time of the recording, we've had um, weather, like, all day. Like, we had a tornado watch earlier. Uh, now we're under a thunderstorm watch, flood watch. So... We're getting this in. That, okay. That's all that matters. Is I weird. mean, it's very clear that AEW wants this pay-per-view to be like six hours. Well, I'll tell you, they've got the double part of Double or Nothing right because it is 13 matches, including the pre-show. And they're definitely... Okay, so let me be... I don't want to sound super negative right off the bat. Right. The main event is amazing. The main event is probably one of the most unpredictable main events that I could think of Agreed. that I've experienced in recent memory. It can really go either way. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, there are so many things on here, and I'm just like, why? You don't really need this. But that also being said, hey, at least when I you know, pay and get the pay-per-view, I'm not going to feel like I'm slighted. Exactly. Hey, did you know what, though? At least for this event, they didn't have to move to another building in Las Vegas like WWE. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I know. Jab, jab. But it was kind of deserved. Okay. I'm good with the jabs. Always. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could even say how, like, you know, WWE will put on, like, another five-hour pay-per-view, and I don't think that I get my money's worth. Yeah. Which is, like... $10. Pretty much. All right. So, um, 
like I said, there are 13 matches, including the pre-show. And they ran Rampage a little bit earlier because of hockey playoffs. So now we have the complete card. I wasn't sure why they were doing it. I just knew it's sports related. Yeah. So congratulations to whatever team won at the time that, you know, Rampage would be on. So we'll just go with that. Well, the one thing I will say, just because, you know, we gave a bit, I gave a bit of a WWE insult there. But one of my big problems with this show is the fact that so many things were announced so last minute for a company that does four shows a year. They're usually pretty good about getting the entire card set. I think this is the worst they've done as far as that goes of any pay-per-view they've done. I don't, do you remember a time with, with maybe there was, but like where we're getting like three matches announced within four days. And that's like the first we're hearing of it. No, not, not for AEW. No. Right. So like, yeah, I, I, and I guess it goes back to like the big problem is in my opinion, I don't know if you'll agree, but their roster is too big. And it, we need to start. We he started not having people's contracts renewed, but mm-hmm. I think that needs to continue because it's not like all of these matches that we're going to talk about are singles matches either. Right. There's a lot of tag matches, so let's let's get into yeah, it. Yeah, let's get into it. We'll start with. The- Otherwise, I'll have to take a nap halfway into this podcast. <laughs> we'll start. Just because- by the way, I've already said that I definitely am trying. I'm, I'm not a good nap taker. I have a hard time sleeping mm-hmm. a lot of times. I'm like, I, after finding out there's three more matches or two more matches, I'm like, oh, God, I definitely would have tried to at least try to take a nap on double or nothing afternoon. Right. All right. So we'll start with the pre-show match. Sure. Hookhausen, Hook and Danhausen against Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Okay, Bill, this match, I feel, should be on the main show. We've not just said there's too many matches on the main show. No, but there's, like, three matches I would take off of the main show and not have at all. But this is one of the one of the ones I'm like, how is this one not on the main show? I like the Hook, Dan Housen stuff. I don't care about Tony Nese at all and Mark Sterling. Mm-hmm. It's just I am a fan of Hook and the Dan Housen take team. It's such a fun story. And also, it, like you said right there, story. I can point to like three matches on here that there's no story to at all. Because, like, the whole thing with Danhausen, because you, you and I, we've talked for a while about how you were kind of, I'm going to say kind of lost as far as what his gimmick was. I was, I uh, yeah. And, you know, he does the whole I curse you and then he does it with Hook and it doesn't affect him. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a cartoonish like way of him trying to curse Hook. And then all it takes is a bag of potato chips to get <laughs> Hook bad. It's so good. It's really funny. I'm entertained by it. It should be on the main show. Well, I mean, my God, Danhausen is so popular and then hook is so ridiculously over right i i kind of agree with you because there's one match i could i could switch which we'll get mm-hmm. to very shortly but yeah i agree with you this should be on the main 
on the main card of the pay-per-view. But. And in terms of storyline, this has been built up. Again, I'll, I'll tell you two right off the bat, and it's not really any of the participants' fault. Um, not to say that it's um, that those shouldn't be on the card. Right. But the two Owen Hart Foundation matches next to no build because we only found out who the finals were in the past week. Like the hooks, Hook and, and Dan House and stuff has been building for, I would say, at least a month. At least, yeah. Um, I, think, I mean, Hook and Dan House are going to win. Oh, God, yeah. They have to win, don't they? But then again, then again, <laughs> then again, Dan House and I thought was going to beat Tony Nese, and he lost very, very right. shamefully. So. Right. But, well, well, we'll see. I mean, I agree with you. I think Hook and Dan House and will win and but again it, it could change you know mm-hmm. niece and sterling could win yeah but and then if that happens Danhausen will be the one that gets pinned there's no way hook loses that match right so is that who you have to hook and Danhausen? yeah i do okay all right now to the now to the main card and we're going to start with the one that i would switch from the main show to the pre-show the TBS title, Jade Cargill, defends against Anna Jay. I 100% agree with you. I don't know why this is happening other than your typical, let's get it on the card, which shouldn't really be a reason to put something on the card. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Jade Cargill is not going to lose here. So I'm hoping this is a short match. Considering because there's 12 other ones, or right. 11 other ones, I should say. I mean, I like when the match was made, my first thought was, wait, we've already had this match. I mean, I was there for that match. But at the same time, like a little bit of me is like, are they going to really have Jade lose this match? No way. I don't think they will. No. I, I think when she does lose... It's going to be someone we do not expect or we do not think of. So Jade will win. She'll keep the title. And then she'll cut like a three-minute promo calling somebody bitch three times and then telling well, Tony Well, she is Schiavone that bitch. And telling Tony Schiavone to cut the shit. So. <laughs> I'm like, what did Tony ever do to you? That's my favorite, one of my favorite things for her. You, you know what I think well, it is? Cut the shit. You, you know what I think it is? I think Jade watched that Nitro where Tony Schiavone um, spoiled that Mick Foley was going to win the title. <laughs> it's revenge. And she never forgave him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great story. And I do like the Jade, since I haven't talked to you really about wrestling on, on a podcast uh, lately, I do like the idea of the baby section. I, I like too. that trio. I like Cargill. Kiera and Red Velvet on the same team. I'm I'm a big fan of that group. I think it's a better group than the Britt Baker group, to be honest with you. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, I, I no, I, I I like the group. I really do, because it gives Velvet Red Velvet you know airtime, and it also gives Kiera Hogan some time. And she was, from what I remember, she was good in Impact before she left. So yeah, I'm I'm glad to see that she's getting some airtime. Me too. All right, now we have a six-man tag team match. The House of Black against Death Triangle. This might arguably be, arguably for me, 
be the most boring thing on the card. Mm. What are these people even doing to to further their feud? Like now, to be honest with you, in the past month, I have missed more AEW than I had previously when I was on the show with you. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm missing something, but I don't know. It doesn't really seem like anything's happening. I thought that Black was going to spray mist in random people's eyes, but it turned out to be only one person, and which I hate how that's – I have a bad feeling how that's going to end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope now that I'm thinking about it, that would be the worst thing and infuriate me is if it is Hart coming out to seemingly – get her revenge, and then she joins the group. That would be absolute garbage to me. Right. But, I mean, the, I, all they keep doing is just fighting each other. This is the epitome of what is the story here? And I would 100% not have had this on the card. Okay. Unless you want to tell me the story that I missed, maybe on certain episodes. See, that's the thing I'm trying to think about is... Because at first I was going to say, oh, they had a real good six-man at the last pay-per-view, but Phoenix wasn't in that match. It was Redbeard. So Phoenix wasn't in that match, so I, which I kind of forgot about at first. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only thing I could think of besides Phoenix coming back is Death Triangle saving Heart. And that's really it. Oh, other, I have a terrible feeling. that... Like, there hasn't been much. That would be the worst. I'll hate it so much if that happens, what I had said. But I think as far as a match, I think this is going to be a good match. I think this has the potential to be a show-stealing match. But there's, like, maybe three or four other matches while we go through it that are going to be like that. Yeah, not every match on this card can be... 30 to 45 minutes. No, no. Otherwise, we're going to be all night Sunday. Yeah, 4 o'clock a.m., media scrum at 5 a.m. Yep. Be like, uh, it, Cody, who, let us sleep. <laughs> like, I don't, get what, I don't get what his deal is, is I'm like, Tony, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> why, are there so, why did you put so, two questions? Number one, why so many? Number two, why so many in such a short period of time within like the week of the show, Mm -hmm. the week or two weeks of the show, considering you have four major shows a year. Yeah. Uh, Who do you have for this? This is literally a coin flip for me. I I kind of agree with you. I'm going to say death triangle. I wish I had a coin. I know I had one earlier, but um, uh, yeah, you know what? No, I'm going to go with house of black with the terrible booking decision that I made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God, I'll hate it so much if that happens. Yeah. I'm going to rant and I'm going to rave. <laughs> Maybe I'll throw something. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get that mad, actually. Yeah, be prepared, folks. All right. Um, we'll go to the next match. It is the Hardys against the Young Bucks. This is another one that's kind of rushed in there. Um I've said, I don't know if I said it on one of your shows or if I said it just to you in private, but to me, when the Hardys fight the Young Bucks in, uh, you know, in AEW, Mm -hmm. I think it should be like the last Hardys match as a tag team. Right. 
And I do not get that vibe at all. This is very much, again, we need the Hardys on there. All right, let's have the Young Bucks on there. And I think they're billing it as a dream match, even though it did already happen. Yeah, it's happened like once or twice. And I don't think you can call something a dream match if it's already happened and they're the same personas that they were when they fought the first time. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if like they went under a different gimmick or something like that, both of them, and they were totally different characters, I would say, okay, so that's, you know, like these versions of them have never happened. Right. So I'll buy that, but that's not the case here. What are your thoughts? I mean, like you said, this match has happened. So it's not, I mean, as a dream match, but we know it, like this has already happened a couple times. Um, I, I see, I don't know if I agree with, like, when the Hardys do retire, if the Young Bucks should be the last match. I, I don't know okay. if I agree with that or not. Sure. Um, but when we get to that time, whenever that is, you know, we'll, we'll discuss it another day. Um, my thing is, Jeff Hardy's body has been beat up the last couple of weeks because he had that match with Darby Allen. Right. And then he has a match with Adam Cole. And it's like, what else can he do? You know, he didn't wrestle this week on TV. So, you know, it gave his body a little bit of a break, but I'm not really sure, you know, body-wise how he's going to be for the match. I'm not saying that he's not going to do good. I think he'll be all right. It's just, you know, after the, the bums that he had with Allen and all that. Um, plus Matt, I haven't seen Matt wrestle in a while and I haven't seen the bucks wrestle in a while. Well, the bucks just wrestled on rampage. I mean, it wasn't much of a match, but well, I mean, besides that, you know, um, so I'm kind of surprised this match is happening. Although, Again, I think this may be another good match. I just don't know if they can make this into a into a you know like a story like a feud to go all summer. Yeah, well, the thing is, we the only thing that they really did, which was hilarious, if you if you saw Rampage them dressing up as the Hardys, me and the Young Bucks dressed up right. as the Hardys, and then uh, and Brandon Cutler was basically Lita, which I didn't get oh, at geez. first, and then. Um, and then Gangrel came out with them. Did you see oh. it or no? You didn't say it, did you? No, I didn't see I it. I mean, when we were recording this, it kind of happened very short time ago, so, but it was pretty funny. Okay, now I have to ask. And there was a Matt fact, and it was like, um, Nick Jackson taught Jeff Hardy the Swanton Bomb <laughs> or something like that. It was really good. I just wish we could have had more of it and maybe like two or three weeks of it. To build. Okay. I, I have to ask. Yeah. Was Brandon Cutler wearing a thong? You couldn't. I don't think you could see it if I remember correctly. All right. No. All right. Um, your pick for this one. Oh, uh, again, this is another coin toss because I don't know if they're going to continue it or if it really is a dream match that they are just think is going to happen one time and that's it. I think it's going to be the Hardys, though, because... I think they might gear up the Hardys for 
a tag team title shot down the line. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you you need wins, which I don't know if I even talked to you how I noticed that they've taken the numbers out of wins on their rankings. Oh, no, I haven't seen Did you that. notice that? If you go no. to the AW roster, oh. it, they, take, they took out the numbers. Oh, let me check that out now. Do that. Um, and then also tell me... I think they, they've done it on the rankings. Maybe I'm wrong with the roster itself. Go to the ranking section. I'm going to go with you so that way I, you know that I'm, like, seeing what you're okay, seeing. Yeah, you're, you're right. They have taken the records off on the rankings. Yeah, I noticed that. They probably did that about a month ago. Because okay. I had noticed and I said, uh-oh, I think it's like... They want the rankings to continue, but they think they might need some help on mm-hmm. pushing certain people. So if you don't have the numbers, you know why, Bill? Because of people like me that bitch <laughs> and complain that fucking Adam Cole gets a world title shot, but not Dante Martin, who has a better record than Adam Cole did at the time. Uh, for the record, as of this recording, Tony Nice is in the top five. I know. What a friggin' shame. I'm, I, I said to Rowdy Ross the other day, my friend Rowdy Ross, that uh, that Tony Nice comes across to me like Pete Dunne. Mm. I'm like, he is the most generic person with the most generic name that I think is on this roster. Hold on, I gotta find... Okay, Tony Nice's record yeah. overall... Okay, for this year he's ten and one in singles. Okay. For his career he's sixteen and two. Okay. Adam Cole overall is thirteen and two for the year, and is twenty four and six in AEW. Right. So, uh, but but Cole is ahead of Nice by like two spots. So, I can live with that. But see, but look how much it took you to figure that out. You have to go and like compare, and I don't think a normal person would do that. Like, that's true, but no, but that's my point is that they can hide it easier by not having the numbers shown on the actual rankings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right, now we're going to do anarchy at the arena. Oh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta make my pick. You said, oh, the, sorry. I didn't, you said the Hardys. Yeah. I say the Hardys cause they're going to line up for a take title shot down the line. I'm going to go with the bucks. Okay. So yeah, the next match is anarchy in the arena. The Jericho Appreciation Society against Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. Now, is Anarchy at the Arena just Stadium Stampede? Is there a difference here? I think it's the indoor version of Stadium Stampede. Oh, I guess because they're not in a stadium. Do <sighs> an idiot. Oh well. <laughs> um. You know don't, sure, don't tell me, no, you're not. You're just like, oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'll say this. The Jericho-Kingston feud, the promos have been really good. And I like the fact that they've only had the one match mm-hmm. where Kingston won. And then what's weird is how they have this sports entertainment group Sorry, Brian. I know that's one of your forbidden words, so you do, you do get, you do get a chance to hit me next time you see me. Um, but that angle has kind of come off good on AEW. I, I mean, yeah, and I, and I said kind of because there are some times where 
you know, it does work. Like the celebration that they had like two or three weeks ago. And then when they did the fireball thing to Eddie Kingston, which you don't see anymore. Right. Um, and then having Santana and Ortiz makes sense because they were with Jericho. It's Danielson and Moxley that kind of raises my eyebrow a little bit as far as how they got involved into this. And to the best of my knowledge, they never said why they are involved in this. You know, I mean, right. Moxley, Moxley and Kingston are friends. We know I was going to say, that's, that's going to be Moxley's in, but you're, and I guess Danielson's just by default. Yeah, pretty much. And Wheeler Yuta is in Japan right now. He's in the Super Juniors tournament. So, Oh, you're saying so otherwise he would have been match 14? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, you know what? I, this one I'm kind of looking forward to seeing just because, just because of what insanity there's going to be. The other thing I like about this match is that I don't think this is going to be the final meeting of these two groups. Oh, no. I think that they're doing it in the right order, unlike last year, where eventually it's going to lead into blood and guts. Mm-hmm. Remember last year was like they did blood and guts and then they did stadium stampede. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, shouldn't that be the other way around? Exactly. <laughs> so I think that's what we're going to get here, which because of that makes me think that the Jericho Appreciation Society is going to win. You know, I was going to go with the Kingston team, but after your reasoning, you actually convinced me to switch my pick. Okay. So I, I mean, will... that's not to say I'll switch it later. Too. Oh, right, right, right. I've done that before. So I'll, I'll go with the Jericho Society of Appreciation. Yeah, Bill, remember when, when I all of a sudden changed my thing because I was booking Brian Cage to win the world title. Oh yeah. What fun <laughs> times those were. Where is he? I mean he got resigned. I mean he did do that Ring of Honor show in April. Maybe that's where he's I could see him going there. Yeah. Alright. Now this next match has big implications. It is MJF against Wardlow. If Wardlow wins, he is going to be released from his contract with MJF. If MJF wins, Wardlow is banned from signing with AEW. You, I want you to talk about this and see what. Let me see what you have to say. Okay. First off, first off, though, best best Bill feud of the card. Yes, I agree. This has been done so well with MJF having to put people in front of Wardlow, Wardlow being in handcuffs no theme music and he gets chanted like Goldberg. But the difference is Wardlow is a better wrestler than right, Goldberg. Well, who isn't? Um, good point. Kali. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. The, like, the new, the new Indian guy that they got bought in. The in and what's his name? The guy that got oh, bought in. I, I, I have it. Sun Tim or something like yes, that. Yes. Satnam Singh, right? Mm hmm. Although suntan I could go with. <laughs> um and then when he did the when when they did the ten whip segment mm-hmm. last week, I really enjoyed that. Because when it happened the first time with Cody, 
it was so brutal. Mm. And it was almost like you can't really top that. Like, as far as brutality goes. Yeah. There, they managed to find a way to make it funny in which Wardlow doesn't really budge at all until, mm. like, the last shot, but that's because, you know, he had a, uh, he got low-blowed, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, no, this has been, as far as, you know, matches that have feuds, this is the best-built story to this point. And the conclusion is going to be one of two ways. Either Wardlow wins, and he, you know, is free, or the fans are going to be so pissed that MJF won that Wardlow, you know, he's quote-unquote banned. Yeah. So you're going to, like, the, the emotions of this match are going to be something to keep an eye on. Well, let me ask you this, because I was wondering if this is a possibility. What if, uh, and I just want to bounce off you of what you think of this, not like if you like it or anything, but do you think they could possibly go this route, where MJF wins because Wardlow is going to be part of ROH? See, I've he- I've heard that theory as well. Because they need people and they need reasons why they would be in ROH over AEW. Right. And Wardlow would make perfect sense to be in ROH. Mm-hmm. Because he's young, they need names, and Wardlow's name is starting to build up. Right. So that, make- that makes sense. I-, I have heard that said... Uh, one other time, but no, I, I, I like that theory. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's cause I don't know. I would love, I mean, obviously at some point we'll know this. I would love to know how he's going to figure out, okay, here are the guys that I want in ring of honor. Cause let's face it, this card again, I know it's the, the joke I'm going to keep going back to 13 fucking matches for one pay-per-view. So divide that by two and you have, Two separate cards, so you have enough where you don't need to sign anybody else to Ring of Honor. Right. Like, anyone new. You could just move some of your people. But how do you explain that all of a sudden they want to be part of Ring of Honor? And I know the easy answer is probably going to be, for people, a brand split. But I don't think that's what he wants. No, no, no. I don't think he wants a... uh, an official brand split, but there's got to be reasons why people are not are going to be in Ring of Honor and not in AEW and vice versa. Yeah. And this is a way that this particular wrestler, Wardlow, can have that happen. Mm-hmm. Plus, and I'm going to go back to uh, one of my old theories that I've come up with the last several years. Okay. MJF loses one pay-per-view match a year. Like, he gets pinned once a year, and it already happened. I can't mm. see it happening twice in a row. That's a good idea. That's a good look. I didn't see that. I didn't... Wait, this year he's he lost... He lost the Punk in the dog collar match. Yeah, but he also lost to What's-His-Face. The Marshal. The Captain. No, 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 no. I'm saying on pay-per-view. Oh, on pay-per-view. Sorry. Yeah, okay, on pay-per-view. Okay, I gotcha, okay. Yeah. 
So I'm going to stick with my theory and I'm going to say MJF wins. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to agree with you, at least for now. MJF wins. All right. All right. So now we got coming up. The next two matches are going to be the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. We'll start with the women. Dr. Britt Baker against Ruby Soho. There's still a big part of me that wishes. I, I, I get it. Maybe there there's no clearance yet at all, but. We really wish these finals were in Canada if they ran a yeah. show up there. Yeah. But I, I don't know the situation. So, um, okay, so Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. I'm going to say this is going to be short because these Owen Hart matches have no real build. Um, I'll say Ruby Soho. All right. I'm going to go with Britt Baker because she's basically, you know, like the the focal point of the or has been of the women's division. And she's already won the title. Having her win this tournament would be a big deal, you know, for her and her character. So I'm going to say Brett wins this one. Okay. So now we're going to go to the men's final, where it is Samoa Joe against Adam Cole. And on here, it says that Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh are barred from ringside for this match. So, what what do you think of this one? Honestly, I, I nothing against Samoa Joe because I love Samoa Joe. I would have preferred O'Reilly and Cole in the finals. Yeah, I, I think I might have as well. I only because you could tell a story of besides oh, it's the old rivalry of Cole and O'Reilly. O'Reilly's Canadian. You could do a yeah. whole thing where. You know, a Canadian could win the inaugural tournament. And I think that's my biggest problem what they've had with this whole tournament is I'm like, I saw there was a video package. I think it was last week when it was down to the final four. Mm-hmm. But overall, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know why. Like, I wish Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, Samoa Joe and Adam Cole had like a sit down video package and said why this tournament means something to them. Right. And it never happened. I, I honestly thought, thought it should have happened when the first round started. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they should have every week said, this is why this is important to me. And I think I've said to you before, I was like, I didn't know if the Owen Hart tournament was going to be um, where the, it, it's got like emotional attachment and like, or if it's just going to be whoever AEW wants to push. Well, it looks like it's B, whoever AEW wants to push. Yeah. Um, so no, I definitely agree with you with the Kyle O'Reilly thing. And my God, I, I'm, you know, I like his song, but geez, I'm just like tired of Adam Cole at this point in my life. <laughs> my, this is guy has got to be one of the most over pushed wrestlers currently going. And I'm not saying he's bad. I, I liked Adam Cole actually. Um, but like between, um, Kim getting two world title shots for no reason at all, especially again, Dante Martin had the better record. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, I would say Adam Cole is the one wrestler that they've considered because again, huge roster. So not everyone is on the shows every single week. Right. He's probably been on every show this year. Meaning dynamite. Yeah. 
Now that Even if it's that. just an appearance, I would guess that he was on, had some kind of appearance every single week. I don't have research on this. Right. But I would be willing, I'd be willing to put a small amount of money, I think, on that. I'm not sure. Then, so it's like when I look at Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, I'm like, of course Adam Cole is going to win. God forbid we don't focus on Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Plus, now that I see the Jay Lethal thing, I'm like, oh, well, that's they're out on that. So, fuck, Adam Cole's going to win. And, I, and I'm probably going to be even more tired of him. Uh, at this point, I would, what I'd love to see happen, maybe this is what they want me to do, think. I just want Kenny Omega to come back and run Adam Cole out for a while. That's what I want. <laughs> when, when the tournament was being made and they had all the qualifying matches and all that... And Adam Cole won his way in. I was like, he's winning this tournament. Like, if, if he doesn't win it, I'll be very surprised. And But the exception would have been if O'Reilly had been in the finals. Mm-hmm. But since he's not, and we'll talk about O'Reilly in a little bit. Yeah, it's Adam Cole. I, 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 I can't see anybody else but Adam Cole winning this match. Yeah, because they... They refuse to not put. You know what? If if depending how the world title match goes, I wouldn't be surprised if this was their way of being like, guess what? Adam Cole gets another title shot. But here's the thing: they've never said it's for anything, right? For either one, they've never said it's for anything. So the only thing we were told, and I don't even remember where I read this. Maybe Tony Khan said it. Maybe I read it from. Meltzer, I don't remember, but there is some kind of prize for them that's going to be revealed on Dynamite or in like a month from now or something like that. I don't remember where I read this one. All right. My guess is it's a crown and a scepter. <laughs> that's my guess. My guess what it is. Oh, they could be they could be the king of hearts for a year. <laughs> oh, that would be. Fuck it. I mean, MJF gets to be his diamond ring thing for a year every year. So. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that's no, that's not coming up. That's in like September or October that I think he has to fight to get it again, meaning MJF. Right. The yeah, it's not for a while. Not for a while. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up is a three way match for the AEW tag team titles Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defend against Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs of Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I'll let you go with this one. What do you think of this? Okay. Um, you know, we both, we both said, and we both agreed that MJF and Wardlow was the best built story going up, you know, going to this pay-per-view. Yes. This one is kind of in my top three. It, it's behind MJF Wardlow and Paige and Punk. Okay. And, and the reason I say that is because, it really started when Strickland got signed and Lee and Hobbs were kind of having a mini feud and then Starks gets into the mix and then Strickland comes in and then they, they've had a couple matches and then Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus get into the mix only because Starks and Hobbs won a tag team title shot, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And then Christian is like, we'll give you the title shot, but you got to put up the FTW title. 
referring to Ricky Starks. Right. So they have the match, Jungle Boy and Starks. Strickland comes out towards the end and accidentally costs Jungle Boy the title. The FTW title, I mean. Mm -hmm. And that's really, like, all of those elements together is how we got this match. The only thing I don't like about this is that for the second pay-per-view in a row, the tag titles are being defended in a three-way tag match. Right. Other than that, I'm fine with this match. So, I, I'm not as high on this match as you, um, but it's definitely not the worst one. I, I don't think I would be putting this off the card. I am overall a disappointed in the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus run in general. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's anything of what they did. You know, when I had first, you know, saw the team of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, I was like, you know, this is a great team to, to, to when they become champions to use for, you know, more of the kids and, right. you know, that younger demographic. And they haven't done any of that, at least not to my knowledge. No, not that I've seen. And it's, it's to me, that's been a real missed opportunity. And that being said, I, I, or I say that because I don't think that they're winning this match. Mm. Um, my prediction for this one as of right now, and again, things can always change with me, is currently my prediction is, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Oh, okay. I think one of the reasons that we don't have rankings, like I pointed out earlier, is so that they can get into this match. Right. I think a plan is there, much like when FTR first came in, all of a sudden they shot up and went for the tag team titles and won. And you kind of felt that that wasn't the plan back then originally mm-hmm. for the tag titles. I have a feeling Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland um, win this one because of that. This is actually one of the harder matches to pick, I think, out of the 13 matches that we have. Because mm-hmm. I could see Strickland and Lee winning the match. I could see Starks and Hobbs winning Absolutely. the match. Because Ricky Starks and has been pushed pretty significantly and mm-hmm. and because and, and you know that they've always felt like they've you've heard them talk on interviews of like the next pillars or whatever, and Hobbs does come up in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Which he should. I like Hobbs. I'm a I big fan of Hobbs actually. Hobbs, you know what I, I don't know if we ever told us about this. Do you remember the Hobbs debut? And why I'm such a fan of Hobbs. Oh, please remind me. So what it was was Hobbs came out as, as like in a one of the casino battle royals. Mm-hmm. And whatever, he, he had already wrestled plenty of times on Dark. And he had like, I don't, nothing special record all up there. He right. was like, he was, I think he was a losing record, but he was like, you know, four wins, eight losses. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I said to myself is like, you know what? I hope he makes that for himself because then it shows that, guess what? Even if you have a shit record, you can still make something of yourself in this promotion. Because usually I feel like it's like everyone has a a big start or he came in as an already guy that was already there. And 
now here he is competing for the tag team titles. And honestly, I, I, don't, I would love to see him go for the world title and, and, you know, if he gets up there. So I've always been a big supporter of Hobbs. Right now he is a tag team guy, but it doesn't take much to make him a not tag team guy. Yeah. Um, again, this is, this is so tough to pick. I'm going to go, see, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go with the champs just cause I think, the, I think whoever is not involved in the fall will complain and be like, we want a rematch. You know, we want a shot. So I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with jungle boy. Fair. and Luchasaurus. But I would not be upset if either of the two challenging teams won. Yeah. I would not be upset. All right. Uh, AEW women's title, Thunder Rosa defending against Serena Deeb. This, I feel like, should have had a better buildup. And I know, again, it's it's common on this episode or this recording. Mm-hmm. One of the problems is the fact the roster's too big. You can't really distribute it. You know, as much, you know, you only have so much time. And by the way, guys, the answer is not give Rampage another hour. The, oh, the, the answer is, hey, lower your roster. There's already too much wrestling out there as there is, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. that's very oversaturated. No, you don't get, just lower your roster. Or, again, if Ring of Honor happens that i'm sure some it might even out when that happens i don't know right but the answer is not give them another show or another hour yeah um this but but the lack of that time unfortunately i think hurts this because serena d's got a pretty good gimmick she's got the submission thing she's the veteran wrestler and i feel like a great story could have been told maybe it still can but not for this match, I don't think. It's not really much of a build, in my opinion. I want to go back to something you just said um, a moment ago. Talking about Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and how you've been disappointed in their title reign. And, and, and it's not their fault. And I agree with you on that. Yeah. So far, I've been disappointed in Thunder Rose's title run. And, and it's not her fault. This also hasn't been very long. Like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus has been have been champions for how long at this point about compared to Thunder Rosa? Four or five months. So, and, and how long about has Thunder Rosa been champion? Uh, how long has she been? I feel like it's only been a month. Tops two. Uh, maybe two month. months. That's not that long. I, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like with somebody the caliber of Thunder Rosa, who's very good in the ring, mm-hmm. I would have thought she would have done like many title defenses by now. Maybe I was hoping a little bit too much. Well, I mean, like you said, I think I think she still has time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it doesn't help when she gets the whole... What was it the other day? She gets the, um, the Oscars treatment. Did you see that? Where she came out for a promo and, like, she wasn't finished, but they played her music anyway. No! <laughs> like, get, was it uh, on South Park? Like... Like Cartman, get the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> Thunder, Thunder. No, and then, no, all of a sudden she said a sentence, and then her music started playing, but then she just finished her promo anyway. <laughs> but clearly someone back there says that you usually do that when you're like, 
all right, we come on, we gotta go. We gotta we got more shit that we need to do. That was the greatest night in the history of television. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the worst. No, but in all seriousness, um I uh, D the Deeb character's been really fun to watch. Yes. Um Thunder Rose is always enjoyable to watch. Um I expect this to be a, I, I think this is going to be the best of the three women's matches for the pay-per-view. Right. I hope this one's not the match that they short. Exactly. On time. This I, can be, I agree. If you're going to make one of these three women's match short, make it the Jade Cargill match. We don't need a competitive match against a Jay, who also I don't think has even been on the main show as of late, now that I'm even thinking about that, as right. a wrestler. Right. Um... So for this one, I think this one's kind of an obvious one. I'm going to say Thunder Rosa retains the title. I agree with you. Okay. So now, uh, this next match just got added literally like a couple hours ago. Because Tony Khan's like, oh, I like the number 13. we got to have another match. We're in Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. This season on Dark Side of the Ring, no, we no, look at the pay per view where Tony Khan wanted thirteen matches because really he was a member of Organization Thirteen All Around. Bellers Game of Arts available now at iTunes and Spotify. Can you imagine yeah, if Tony Khan? Hold on, now I'm just thinking of us. Imagine if Tony Khan started like wearing the Organization Thirteen. Uh, which, by the way, folks, we are cheap plug. Yeah, it's not a cheap plug. Not a cheap plug. We're we're doing this. We're doing Kingdom Hearts too. We are. Uh, we are currently ranked in Portugal. Oh yeah, Apple Podcasts. I should make that more known when you tell me shit like that. Really, we are, <laughs> and and I'm looking at my email now because I haven't looked at my emails all day today. We are currently, as of this recording, in the top fifty. In there we go. In Portugal. Portugal, we love you. Yes. <laughs> and I actually told my brother-in-law because um, his mother's side of the family is Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And his grandmother is from Portugal. So I was like, tell your ancestors. Tell your ancestors to keep listening. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> and then the, like, But now I, I can't get out of my mind that of Tony Khan wearing an organization hoodie. I, I can't, because you know they exist. Like, there are people that make organization, um, you know, that hoodie. Right. Or at least they did. I know I, I know. at one point they did. I wonder what Tony's organization name would be. If if anybody knows, if Tony Khan is a member of organization 13, <laughs> uh, please send us a tweet. You can send it to Jim at That's Podcasting oh, or to me at House of Bill. Because that's the only reason that he has 13 matches on this card. Yep. <laughs> Him and fucking Tetsu and Nomura collaborated together. You yep. know what? Maybe they did it on an elevator, just supposedly how Kingdom Hearts <laughs> and even exists to this day. Oh, man. 
right, All let's right. get let's get back on track because yeah, this this match, Darby versus Kyle O'Reilly, yes. yes. this is the most throwaway match because this was announced out of nowhere. Has there been any build to this at all? The only thing, it, the the only thing that really happened to build this match was Kyle O'Reilly took Sting out last week. He used the chair, hit him on the ankle. Okay. And that's why we have this match. I mean, Darby's going to win. Is he, though? What do you mean? Well, I guess if you look at the fact that apparently Kyle O'Reilly signed, what, like a four- or five-year extension? Mm-hmm. Did I read that? I guess, yeah. Now, see, now you have me doubting it. What do you think? Well... The only reason I say that is because Sting's not going to be in the corner. Oh, and you think um, what's his face is going to help him? One. Yeah. That Bobby Fish is going to help him? Mm-hmm. The debuting Roderick Strong? I don't know if that's actually a thing. No, it's not a thing. It's not? Okay. No. <laughs> I see you're sad about it. I'm telling your voice. <laughs> you know what I'm sad about? The next match that we're going to talk about. Oh, wait, wait. Who did you? Oh, you? I oh, said Darby. Right. And then yeah. you, then you yeah, made I me doubt myself. Okay, okay. Yes, this next match. Oh my god, Th- this has been get this out. the fuck off of the pay per view. <laughs> it is a mixed trios tag match: Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti against Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page. And making her in-ring debut, Paige Van Zandt. Now, that's the weirdest thing, is I would think that they would have wanted to hype that at the very least. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very weird thing for them to do for a last... If anything, I figured they might have... If they were like, oh, well, we need to get these people on the pay-per-view, you would have went Sammy and Frankie versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Right. And then save the Paige Van Zandt debut until... Maybe even Wednesday, because apparently they're having a big show that yeah, Warner executives are supposedly going to. Mm-hmm. That's why you would think, like, with them, him throwing all these matches together at the last minute, you'd be like, oh, maybe you should save some for Wednesday. Right. Like, I don't even know. Like, Wednesday's actually a pretty big deal, probably. Like, you're basically trying to impress the people you're looking to get more money from, yeah. I think. Okay. Here... Further, this, well, this just one thing. So this is what further he had to have thirteen. So there it is, organization thirteen. Tony Khan, go ahead. Here's the thing with this whole yeah. match. I have no freaking idea who the hell is the baby face and who the hell's the heel in this because for a while, like when Scorpio won the title. They, you know, were kind. Of, the fans were kind of happy when Guevara won it back. They booed him and Ty Conti out of the building, and then it's like, wait a minute, Scorpio Sky's getting cheered. Dan Lambert is getting cheered, and he is like one of the biggest heel magnets in the company. Because Sammy and Conti are the one of the shittiest couples, and I think I'm pretty sure Dan Lambert's team is the is the good guys here. I would think, but then Sky kind of like beat up Kazarian after. I don't know. Well, I don't even know how did Kazarian wind up with Sammy. I th- okay. Yeah, because I missed this part of it. Because I kn- the last thing I knew was Frankie Kazarian 
was trying to get a title shot from Scorpio Sky. Which he did get. Yes, and I'm aware of that. He got the shot, Sky beat him, and then Sky kicked him in the nuts. So then Kazarian and Guevara broke the TNT title, like they destroyed the title. And I guess they just have a common enemy in Scorpio Sky. And Ethan Page is just there because he's Scorpio's guy. And if someone wants to tell me what the hell is really going on it's with this so match. a WWE storyline. Where I don't understand it. I don't know. It's something we don't want. But they're like, nope, we're giving it to you. By the way, uh, his name's going to be Yontix. Hmm? His name's going to be Yontix. That's oh, Tony, Tony Khan organization. <laughs> I just figured it out because I didn't really want to talk about this match. Thank you. Um... Also, I hate... To, I, this goes for both promotions, by the way. I hate any inter-gender tag team match in WWE and AEW. Right. Neither side can do it right. It, it should be just... Anyone can hit anyone, but there's always this hypocritical thing of like, if like the the guy the woman will hit the guy to no end. Referee might not even say anything, but then like the guy hits the woman, and it's like this referee. The referee's like, every no, no, you can't do that. It's very, mm-hmm. it never makes any sense to me. Yeah. So that's the other reason I hate this. Um, if I had to, well. I have no choice but to pick. You have to pick, yeah. I'm going to go with Scorpio and his team. Um, As much as I hate it, because I definitely hate them as a couple, I'm going to go with Sammy, Conti, and Frankie. All the E's. You know what? I, th- th- there is one positive thing about this match. At least it'll be easy on the eyes with Ty Conti and Paige Van Sant there. Yeah. Other than that... This should be the three-minute match, by the way. Yes. This, you, know what this, you know what this almost feels like, real, real quick? Yeah. This almost feels like a match that could happen at a WrestleMania and they give it three minutes. Sure. Yeah, because the thing that really throws me off is that this is going to be the first Paige Van Zant match, and it's a throwaway. And yeah. I, I don't mind that because, quite frankly, it's not Paige Van Zant's first match is not an attraction to me. I don't right. care. Um, but it's just weird to see. It's just weird to see Yontix do that. Yeah, <laughs> Yontix. <laughs> All right, now, now to the main event: AEW World Title. Hangman Adam Page defending against CM Punk. Right. Let's put a, let me put my young ticks stuff to the side here. Right. He's done a good job with this. He has made a main event that to this moment I actually don't really know who's going to win. Yeah. The weird thing is I would have more of an idea if I knew what Forbidden Doors format was. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Let me hear your thoughts before predictions. This is a match where you have the crowd split. 
Like, you've got them split. Well, you would hope. You might be surprised, and they might be for one over the other, actually. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, like you said, we don't know what the format of the Forbidden Door event is going to be. We have no idea. And I think if we don't know that, or as long as we don't know that, that's going to make the outcome of this match more interesting. Because let's say, and I'm just putting my Yen Sid thinking cap on. Very good. Fillers Kingdom Hearts on iTunes and Spotify. There we go. Let's say before the main event, they announce that whoever wins this match will defend the title against so-and-so. And if it's a name that is someone that maybe Punk has wanted to wrestle, Punk Punk will probably win. If, if it's someone where it's like, oh, Okada will be at the pay-per-view and will defend the title against whomever, then that also makes me think Punk might lose. Okay. But here's the big thing for me. If Punk wins the title, I think to some people, it will solidify his return to pro wrestling. Because he's beaten everyone that has come against him. He's done all this stuff for the last nine months. And if he wins the title, it's going to be a big moment. But at the same time, and this is just me saying this, I don't think Punk needs the title. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, um, Yantik (laughs) has said from the beginning of the four, like the first four champions... He's had it planned piece by piece, and it's all gone to perfection so far. Was Punk the next plan? That is where I wonder if Punk's going to go with this. Because here, this is what I'm thinking. If Punk wins the title, He's not going to lose that title till maybe the end of the year or even next year. Well, let me can I let me interrupt you this because this is something okay. I want to know and I think you would know but I don't think I do. Okay. How long did is CM Punk's contract with AEW? I want to say it's a couple years. So would you say it's more than 1 year? Yeah. Okay. Cuz I'm cause to me that also has to factor in cuz I was going to say well, go ahead. You finish your thing, okay. and then I'll, I'll I'll come back to what I was going to say. If Paige wins, I see him ultimately losing the title at All Out. Okay. Because the champions like to have these long reigns. Mm. So, it's like... And then, the other thing, and I just thought of this... If Paige loses this match, 
there will be people that will go on the internet and say Adam Page's run was unfair. He never truly had a a run as champion. Never had what Omega had or Moxley or Jericho. And I'm going to disagree there because he had the hour-long match with Danielson yep. at the end of the year. He had the rematch where he beat Danielson. He beat Adam Cole twice. And yeah, he has not been shown on TV as much. But that's the thing with being a world champion mm-hmm. is you don't need to be always the center of attention. Mm-hmm. So as far as, you know, Adam Page's reign goes, if it ends here or if it doesn't, I'm fine with his reign. It just depends on what happens here on Sunday. Right. So my side of this is, I don't know what the format Forbidden Door is. To me, Forbidden Door is one of two things. Number one, you're going to have... Uh, the New Japan champion versus the AEW champion. Mm-hmm. That's one option. The other option, which I think is the better option, you have maybe five uh, interpromotional matches, very similar to the uh, Starcade 1994 format, I believe it was. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like a best of five, but mm-hmm. the other two matches are an AEW championship match and the other match is a New Japan championship match. Right. I like that format better because no one looks bad in that, and you could put, like, two of your top guys from each promotion to fight and, like, kind of say, like, hey, this is the best that we have of this promotion. Mm-hmm. But to me, without knowing that format, I've... Because, okay, so if we was the first format... And it's champion versus champion, you know, AEW versus New Japan. Right. Then I see Punk winning. Yeah. However, if it is the format that I prefer and it's just the AEW championship match and the New Japan championship match separately, then I think I see Adam Page winning. Yeah. Because if you're going to show people, here's what AEW is, you might want to put an AEW original on there. Um... But I don't know the format of that, so I can't really base my thing on that. I asked you about the year-long contract because, or the, the, the contract status because if it was one year, I'm leaning towards Punk because that means number, two things will happen. Number one, you sign him for a year mm-hmm. with this big investment. You're not going to give him a run with the title during that? Like I find that hard to believe. Not only that, but my original reason thinking that CM Punk was going to win the title was I think, or I might think, that uh, that Yontix, a.k.a. Tony, is going to want to do his version of Summer of Punk. Right. Which Memorial Day weekend is the unofficial start of summer. Mm-hmm. So that would be the time to do it. And you could even do where maybe if you, if people don't know his contract status, by the end of summer, hey, guess what? I might leave from here. Yeah. Like you could do that same thing you did in WWE and Ring of Honor and do it here. Whew. 
this is it's amazing that this is actually so I can't remember a main event in wrestling. Like there are some that I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm not really too sure. Right. But I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to lean towards this way. But more importantly, Bill, this is a main event that I actually care on who is going to win. Mm-hmm. And not know which way it's going to go. Right. And I think that's what makes the difference, for me at least, in probably enduring uh, a six-hour pay-per-view. <laughs> wherever long it's going to be. Yeah. Um, to get to that match. I don't... I'm really curious what the crowd reaction is going to be, too. Oh, God, yeah. Because... Well, they're not, they're not in Chicago, so it's not going to be... It's right, kind of a neutral site. It's a neutral site, right. And... Yeah, it's just really tough to tell. I'm going to have you go first, unless you want to add to anything that I said. Oh. <coughs> Um, no, I, I got nothing to add on to that. Um, as far as, oh my God, this is so, ah, this is so hard to pick. Um, this would be my one pointer if I did like a confidence pool, mm-hmm. like, there's no way I could have gone any more than a one. Um, I'm, mm, see, okay. I'm going to go back to something I did a few years ago. Okay. And I'm trying to remember if you were on this or not. When we had the first AEW world title match. Okay. It was Paige and Jericho. We're, Basically in the same situation. You're right. Yeah, I do remember this because it was like the reason why Chris Jericho should win is because he's an established guy. It'll put eyeballs right on the product right from the bat. But the reason Paige should be the champion is because he's an AEW original and you want to show like, hey, look, we're immediately making a star out of one of our own, which differentiates mm-hmm. us from everyone else. I was definitely talking with you about that. Yeah, for sure. And they ended up going with the right move with mm. Jericho. You know, I'm going to try this one more time. I think Adam Page is going to win and he's going to keep the belt. Okay. And I think I'm going to go with my first instinct here and the possibility of Summer of Punk. I'm going to go with CM Punk. And and I would not be upset. No, and I wouldn't be upset uh, Hangman winning as well. I just hope it's a. I want a. I want a good match, and I just want the crowd to be into it. Which, to be honest with you, I'm a little afraid of with 13 matches. Yeah, that's the one thing I will definitely say. That's a big downer of. They. I really hope they are very smart about pacing this this show out because that would be a damn shame if they have the world title match and it's. And everyone's dead because they're so friggin' tired. I don't know how WrestleMania holds up because obviously they have like five hour events. Like, I don't know if there's a case where at some point people are just burned out, but I just hope that doesn't happen here. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that is everything for Double or Nothing. Um, this is going to be their first million dollar gate. 
for AEW okay. this event. So kudos to them. Yep. Uh, anything you want to plug before we go? Sure. Just that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter and that's podcasting.com. Um, I, we have Biller's kingdom hearts coming on Sunday. You can listen to my Chippendale rescue Rangers movie, uh, watch on the, uh, Biller's kingdom hearts feed. Cause there's also some kingdom hearts forethoughts that I had that I'm not sharing with bill yet. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we're still going on Kingdom Hearts too. So thanks for joining us. All right, Bill, I guess let's get out of here. All right. Um, I don't normally plug my personal stuff on Twitter or on uh, this podcast, but I'll do it here. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at House of Bill and follow me on Instagram at Mr. Billiam85. Uh, thank you all for listening wherever it may be, either on this week's episode of That Wrestling Show or on our Illuminated feed. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all next time.